Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, base campers. I hope you're all doing well. Today is a different sort of episode, but one that I've done from time to time. It's me being interviewed on someone else's podcast. I like to throw these in there from time to time when the content is good and relevant and vibrant, and my new friend Mario West guides this conversation in expert fashion. Also, I have an announcement. I'm offering a new service for men and women, one-on-one Zoom calls with me to support you in your unique hero's journey. I've been feeling the pull to offer something else for humanity, and I think this is a good option. I'm not feeling like doing men's work right now. I know quite a few men have reached out recently to ask me about this. I just had coffee with another one yesterday. Uh, But I'm not feeling the pull on that. Um, So this is my way of keeping my finger on the pulse of human development and hero's journey and all that without going over some of the same terrain that I've already covered. And the new service isn't super structured like my old coaching programs. It's really just me acting as a consigliere as I find out what challenges you're facing and how I can help you in the next chapter of your hero's journey. I feel like this taps into my experience as a facilitator of shadow work and the human experience and my love of humanity and where we're all going together. Men will find it valuable to have a non-judgmental man in their corner to help them navigate what is going on and where they want to go. And women would benefit from this as well, especially if you're looking to better understand the men in your lives, the husbands and partners, the sons, the brothers. For more information, simply go to either www.basecampformen.com or www.tonyrezak.com. You can click on Coaching with Tony and there's an email form there and you can reach out. And if you think my perspective can help you navigate, don't hesitate to contact me. It's a no pressure way to see if I can assist you in forward movement, whatever that looks like for you. And the first call is for free. And now on to today's conversation, Mario West and I at the microphones, dropping truth bombs. Enjoy, base campers. Hello, darlings. Mario West here. Welcome to episode 355 of Love, Truth, and Beauty. This is our 13th uh, installment of my video series, Conversations with Men. And I have with me a very, very, very special man who has been at the forefront the forefront, that's right, of men's work with this long-running podcast, Base Camp for Men. Please welcome Tony Rizak. Hey, Tony. Hey there. I'm doing great, Maria. How you doing? I'm very, very well, and I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, This is a topic, men, white men, all men, the hatred toward men, the blame of all men. I, as a woman... As a woman of color, and, uh, you know, a lot of women come at me going, well, you're a woman of color. You should know better. Uh, yeah, and I do know better because I don't see all that the hoopla is all about. I don't see disrespect coming from white men or men in general. I don't. I see it mostly from women. So let's hear it from you because you're on the front lines. You're on the front lines uh, with your podcasts with the work that you do with men, coaching mm-hmm. men, you hear it all. So uh, l- let's first start out with your story. 
Okay. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me on too. And people loved your pod. People loved your podcast that you and I did, uh, Spirit of Defiance. They they really people were saying, Oh, I love you. Got to have that woman back on. And da da da. So yeah. Thank you so much. Really great. Really great. Yeah, you know, I got into men's work back in the 90s. And it was kind of, I was in New York City at the time. And full disclosure, you know, I'm a I'm a full on libertarian now. Back then, I was would be considered a traditional liberal. I was a I was a body worker and a healer and a creative type, and you know, it was easy to identify with traditional liberalism at that point. Live and let live. You know, the the liberals had the more yes, diverse the true liberal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't even say it anymore because yeah. it's been so hijacked. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, that was my tribe, and and I I. Started off, I did the New Warrior training with the Mankind Project. I got invited to do that. And that's a big, you know, cathartic weekend, uh, uh, kind of like in the Iron John, mythopoetic hero's journey realm, meant to bring men out of their immature patterns, own their shadow and kind of claim some of their masculine power in a really clean way. And there, there was people from all different walks of life, different sexual orientations, different skin colors. You know, it was very diverse. Um, and I really found my my life's work there and and kind of the next phase of my life as I led, you know, groups of men, staffed a whole bunch of weekends. And, you know, this was pre all this woke stuff and this attack on men that, that wasn't happening. Women yeah. were applauding that men were actually getting together to work on their shit. Uh, because one of the things that men have a big issue with doesn't matter where you're from is this kind of isolation. You know, we're so taught. I just did an episode called the lone wolf syndrome with Tony Endelman. And, you know, we're, we're, we're really, we're really taught as men. We're not taught to share what's going on, particularly the shadow stuff like shame or guilt or, or even that things aren't going well. Like, you know, I tell the story, like men can have all kinds of just bad things happening to them. But their their one friend doesn't know because all they talk about is football or, yes. you know, they meet they meet down at the bar to shoot darts and talk about the Seahawks. And right. the one the one guy's you could literally have a situation where a man's got a cancer diagnosis or his wife saying, I'm fucking leaving you. And he won't even tell anybody else. He's yeah. so yeah, he's it's so that, isolated. That's yeah. Stoic. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so. You know, the the men's work that I've been involved with has really been putting our stake in and say, look, we're going to create groups where men can be really authentic, share the truth of what's really going on. And men take right to it. You know, they once they hear men speaking honestly, they're like, oh, my God, this is finally. Yeah, finally, I can breathe in here. They recognize that I feel wounded in certain ways or I'm struggling with addiction or, you know, or, you know, my kid's not doing great. Whatever, whatever it is, they don't speak out loud to other people is spoken there in a really great and safe space where they can be honest and then start to rebuild their own hero's journey. I love the hero's journey. It's, it's, you know, I'm a big Joseph Campbell's fan. I kind of, you know, co-opted some of that in my own work and my own life. And so and, and it's true for men or and women. Like what what is what is your next chapter? What is what are you being called to do for the tribe? What medicine are you bringing for the next chapter? Because as you know, Maria, like who you are at 24, you're a lot different at 34, 44, 50. Like that's I'm, very true. I'm that's a different version. There's an essence that's still the same, but I'm a different yes. version. So part of what I do is help men through shadow work 
start to uncover what is being asked of you. What's the next version of mm-hmm. you that's going to be more authentic, connected to the heart, truthful, mm-hmm. all these different things. So we just, we work to pull on some of those, those natural kind of transformational. Is, is there a screen. common theme that you're noticing across well, the board or is it, is it just, is it different all the time? Well, there's differences, individual differences, but there's also common themes. Like I think one of the things we touched on is that men feel really isolated. And so they can't get up, they can't get their bearings because they're just, they're in their solo boat. You know, they're, 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 oh, wow. they're, yeah. they're pack, they're pack animals, but they don't know they're pack animals. Yes. Right. So they're wandering around like Simba, you know, like, I don't know <laughs> what I am. And it's like bringing them back into a tribe that has a, very healthy regard for them, for women and for humanity at large is really healing. And they can start to go, oh my God, these guys seem to, uh, they're asking the right questions and they're living from the heart and I'm hearing a lot more truth. So let me start to navigate that way more mm-hmm. than what they're telling me to walk. Cause you know, society right now is telling men walk around with your tail between your legs. If you're white or if you're straight, or, you know, if, even if you're pro, you know, you you love women and you want women empowerment, it's like, you can't even say that because like, how dare you? Women can empower them. So it's like, to apologize, to apologize for being a man straight, straight up. And I've had, I've had, I had an occasion where I was at a Lowe's and I had a man like kind of following me around and, uh, And I had just, this was when COVID just started and I had Mm -hmm. just been back in America for just a few months. And I'm thinking, is he going to ask me out? And I was hoping I hadn't been in a relationship in 10 years almost. And and I'm thinking, is he going to ask me out? No, he got on his knees and apologized for offending somebody like me. And I'm like going, dude, you have to get the fuck up. Okay. (laughs) I don't know you. Nobody, you haven't done anything to me. I haven't experienced racism per se, or even sexism all that much. Honestly, I said, mm-hmm. you need to stop. And he was floored. Totally. Yeah, floored. I, I can't I even imagine what it would have been like had he come up against some, you know, woke yeah. uh, feminist, lesbian feminist, separatist man hater. I, I just, she would have eaten him alive. Oh, yeah. The letter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I and I I think, you know, the narrative right now it's it's to get people, you know, they they want us to feel the way that we see things. They want us to feel like we're in the minority by a lot. So they just keep broadcasting out all the woke stuff, all this like Marxist, hate America, hate, you know, hate heterosexuals, hate babies, like just like anti-life, anti-humanity. Mm-hmm. And it sound like we're the cool crowd and there's a lot more of us, but it's, they just got the loudest megaphone. They're in the yeah. minority yeah. and they're, they're trying to bully everybody to right. conform. And they to- have really great tactics as far they as do. Yeah. a tantrum that yep. would be even inappropriate for a three-year-old pull. Mm-hmm. But if you have a group of them having meltdowns out in public yeah. and pointing the finger, it, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Well, and, and I, and I'm like you, I, I'm in a very woke area. I live in Seattle and, you know, I'm watching the masks going back on and there's a part of me that's like, they're not going to fall for it again. Are they They're they're there? But I see them so ready to comply and so ready to virtue signal. Um, and 
I think there's going to be more of us this time that are part of the resistance that are like, no, I, I know there will be, but I just don't know how, what the numbers are going to look like. I don't know exactly what they're rolling out every day. I'm trying to kind of look at the tea leaves and and figure out what what a, <laughs> is it a, a new virus? to put it, the tea leaves. Yeah. Is it a new virus? Is it, a, is it another Lahaina? Like what, what, a, you know, are they going to strike from up above for as a bio? Like what is exactly happening? Um, and you know, there's a lot of people don't even think there's anything going on. Although I don't know how you can sit with what's happening just even with yourself and not understand what that is, that is there, perplexing to me. Yeah, there is something, there's a disturbance in the force, if you haven't noticed, you know, like yes. how can you not notice what's going on? Um, but there's people that are like, oh, I, I don't think it's as bad as you think. And I'm like, well, okay, that's an interesting thing. Um, I have a lot of evidence that I'm seeing and I'm wondering what your evidence is that everything's going, you know, smooth or that, you know, we're conspiracy theorists for saying there's a, there's a big war right now going on between globalists trying to, you know, sort of tidy everything up and, and gain more and more control and humanity that's standing in freedom and sovereignty. And, you know, we, we just want to be left alone and have our own, you know, have our lives basically, uh -huh, you uh -huh. know, and, and it's not good enough. It's like they, they keep wanting to, to come at us. Um, and I just think this is a, our second, like you and I are going to be in better shape, I think spiritually than somebody that's just starting to come out of the fog where they're like, what in the hell's going on? Oh, yeah. You know? oh, because yeah. I feel like it's my dissonance. Yeah. Yeah. Very disturbing because it just flips your whole world upside down inside out and then you're kind of in this gyroscope yeah. kind of thing you know where all of a sudden your house is upside down yeah and you you're in this weird ooze of like what the f is going on here and if you're not used to contemplating um, I think unusual occurrences and you're yeah. just kind of like in your little drone kind of thing and kind of going like that, uh, you know, uh, that can be really disturbing. They're, they're, they're good at creating fear and traumatic responses out of yes. the masses. And, and because then you're yes. really susceptible to like, you know, Oh, don't worry. We've got something for you. The, the, you know, central bank digital currency, you feel okay. We're going to give you 3000 of those every month. And it's like, people, Oh my God, thank you. Finally. I, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take any of that blood money. Don't yeah. do it. Exactly. Exactly. Don't do it. What, what are, what do you, what are men asking right now? Well, what are men asking right now? You know, I think, I, you know, what goes a long ways, I think, I think it's great when men are acknowledged for something. It, it, it can be like from, especially from strong women like you just, or, or their partners, like when my wife acknowledges something about me being a man, it, I just feel really like I stand taller. Like she was like, I remember one of the, one of the greatest, I've been with my wife for 30 years. And so, and I That's tell awesome. the story, I, I said, you know, I, I've been sober for 10 years. And when I was about a year into my sobriety, my wife, I was just sitting there, you know, at the table while she was making some food or something. And she just turned to me and she goes, Tony, you are without a doubt the most courageous man I've ever met. Aww. And 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 I tell people, I go, that was 
probably the greatest compliment another human being has ever given me because it's, it's one thing to say, oh, you're just so sweet or, you know, this and that. But she acknowledged something that I value highly, which is courage in other people. I've, I highly yes. value courage in men and women and children. I, I, I see it. I acknowledge it when I see it. I try to bring it forth in the people that I am around and I work with. Um, but for her to do that, like, and I just think like anytime you acknowledge a man for something that's internal, it's, it's, it doesn't mean much to me when if so, oh, you're, you're handsome or whatever, you're really healthy or whatever. It's like, oh, thanks. But when somebody really acknowledges an inner trait that you cultivate consciously, like I want to be courageous. Why? Because humans are, we are courageous and I want to be part of the tribe that is that is taking risks and standing up as part of the resistance to any kind of globalist, you know, totalitarianism. Right, I'm right. on the other side. Yes, Whatever's you're against forging human- a new reality yeah, yeah, by, it- by really uh, bringing forth those qualities yes. that really uplift humanity and uplift our own mindsets and can inspire. So I, I think, to your question, like when men get acknowledged for something that is really their gold that maybe they don't always get acknowledged for, because you know how it is, you know, you're a truth teller. Like you just tell the truth. I love what you say. I'm hanging on every word. Like you're, you're a truth, like the truth just comes out of you naturally. That's one of your, like, really, that's one of your, your, the medicine that you bring to the world. Right. Well, if it was a man and he heard that it would be like, oh man, that's just so great. I didn't know that, you know, I don't get acknowledged. Men don't get acknowledged all that much. Yeah. Like, oh, no, good, they don't. They, good job, good don't. job on that, or whatever. It's like, like something that's a little got a little more depth. I think means a lot more to men when you yeah. like, you know, like, like I tell my own father, thank, and I've said it to him a bunch of times. Like, thank you so much for not leaving when mom, you and mom got divorced. Thank you for. St- staying around because a lot of men would have taken the high paying job and just watched out for themselves, but you're such a badass. Right. You're, you're so committed to me and Jason, Aww. you know? And, and so yeah. I, I acknowledge him like that is. And so that's part of his standing taller is his son acknowledging him. Like I did the right thing. I did the right yeah. thing for yeah. more than just me. And it made a big difference in him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's that, it's that sort of sacrificial willingness mm-hmm. to delay your own gratification your own instant gratification. And that's what I'm noticing with a lot of the young people is that there is none of that. It yeah. is me, 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 me. And you are in my way. It's like, yeah. whoa, my kids would never, ever act like that. Yeah. Never. They would never do it. You mm. know? And so when I see it, I'm just like, whoa, what is going on there? And I, you know, from my perspective, and, you know, I get a lot of heat about this because it, it's not on you men. It is on us women. You know, we carry babies in our bodies and we infuse them with all our uncovered, unquestioned, unchallenged bullshit in utero. And that's where the shit show starts, you know. And so we have a lot, uh, all of us, we have a lot to work through just in terms of wading and extricating through all of that muck. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that narrative of, uh, you know, anti-family, anti-human, anti-life, 
Mm-hmm. And you know, just let's just let's just all be butts and and be convenient and be on a conveyor belt, and everything's got to be like this, 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 this instantaneous. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you know. And if you have to put in any kind of effort, I mean, the frustration that just exudes from so many people nowadays right. because you know Alexa isn't working, Siri isn't working, or whatever. It's like fucking look it up. How about you just look it up? Yeah, you know? I, I've heard I've heard it referred to as they're having a high time preference versus a low time preference. So it's like having a high time preference is right now, 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 now with everything. Yeah. But so so many of the good things in life come from a low time pre- preference, meaning what am I growing? What kind of garden am I growing? What kind of relationships am I growing? What am I building? that is going to be there 20 years from now and well, have a low time, you know, Bitcoiners, yes. Bitcoiners. Play the long game. Play the long game. Have and the so, intentionality yep. of what it is that you are creating that is sustainable, that's life-affirming, life-bearing, life-giving. Uh, yes. Yeah, that is a really, really good point. Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, we're, we're being so conditioned by technology i mean we all technology is just in everything and we've just all been kind of grabbed and and the young people are are even more accelerated in their dependence on it and their dopamine rush and it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like to get the kids out camping and hiking and skiing and doing stuff outdoors without the phones attached to them it's it's as parents know, it's become increasingly challenging. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. almost, it's almost like the phone is fighting back. Like whatever the entity is that's, that has the phone, like, it's like a, almost like a little addictive demon. It's like, don't take my phone away. Oh, I will be oh, bored absolutely. to tears. It's like, it's like, we'll be bored to tears. I mean, who cares? I was bored a lot as a kid. We had to go out and find our own excitement. You know, it's like, it wasn't just yeah. being handed doing to us. Activities, doing yeah. activities. Like I didn't get to sit in front of the boob tube and I didn't want to. I yeah. was always antsy. So I had to do something. I had to move my body. And so all this, you know, just sort of schlunking in a chair in front of a computer or the phone or the iPad or whatever, it's it's like it's just not real to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you sit there and you compress your body into these, you know, and you don't even move. Um, yeah, it's that's just crazy making, you know, and it I is. see a lot of kids. I mean. These devices are our default babysitters for a lot mm. of people. Yep. And I think yep. that's criminal. Yep. Really, really, really criminal. So I want to backtrack and talk about um, what what are the common themes that uh, ignite men to do the shadow work? Well, let's see. I think... You know, it could be just something where it could be they hear something in the voice of of somebody that's a podcaster, somebody that's a friend, somebody that's doing the work and they Mm -hmm. seem they seem they've got something going on that I want. So, you know, the marriage is good or just they're self-expressed and I want that. I don't know why I don't have it, but I hear Mm. this person talking about how repressed and lonely men can be and isolating, right? They might hear something where it's being brought to their attention. Um, They could just hit 
bottom, whatever bottom is for them, maybe they're just really bored and restless or they're drinking too much or they're, you know, they're surfing porn or they're just, or the only thing they do, they talk about football and fantasy football and, it's, and they're 45 year old men. It's not really a grown man conversation. Yes. Like men need yes. to be, men need to be, what can I offer the world? It's not a fantasy football team. Nobody gives a shit about any of that. Right. right? Or so, your glory days in high yeah, school. No, no. Yeah, nobody cares about any of that stuff. Nobody yeah. cares about that ego, none of that like hiding. I just think that, you know, uh, it's up to men that like, you know, myself, but also the men that have done the shadow work and created missions and have been really vocal. It's up to us to kind of continue to reach out, continue to speak truth in that so men will know that there's work out there for them. They know that, oh, I can get into a group. I can, I can do a training like the mankind project, or, you know, there's a, there's a, there's quite a few of them now that are doing them and they're all doing really good work. And it's like, it puts men in a, in a conversation about where am I going? It puts them in a conversation about, you know, are my, are the wounds that I'm carrying, do they need to be investigated to the point where I can lighten up my load? Cause I'm carrying, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know I'm carrying, some weight from my past. I can tell by the way that this person talks about it is seems more, the past seems more integrated or they okay. just, they seem lighter. So, and I want some of that or, okay. or, you know, I'm on my second marriage. I don't want it to turn out like the first one. You know, there's, there's something usually in the man's journey where he's like, I want more light. I want more truth. I hear it, but I don't know yeah. where to go about it because I've not been I've not been yeah. taught. Men have not been taught, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. so they're like, they're, they're little solo ships. And they're just like, I don't know where my Harbor is. I'm just kind of in the seas right now. Yeah. Say, yeah. Are men finding Harbor? And the answer is they are, but you gotta, you gotta listen. You gotta know that I want some of that for myself and my, my inner circle. Cause once men start doing work like this, it changes everything around them. It changes the dynamic of their, their, their spouse or their life partner. It changes the relationship with their children and their friends. And, so, and they, everybody notices, you know, yeah, and so yeah. uh, it, it's important. It's important to hear the kind of call to wake up and to start to um, do work that's deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm also curious, especially in this time and space mm-hmm. that we're in with all of the uh, man blaming, man shaming, man hating, all of that. How are these like, what are you witnessing in these men? Uh, as far as their relationships with with women, not just the women in their personal lives, but, you know, the sort of outer reality that just bombards them with uh, attempting to guilt them, shame them, attempt them to, uh, you know, squash them, uh, devalue uh, slime men. W- what are you witnessing? Well, it's funny, Maria, because I just talked to Tony Endelman about this very thing, and he had the same experience as I did, which is like, all the women are great. All the women that I know and have conversations with all seem so great and appreciative and respectful. I'm like, me too. Well, where's all this hate men? It's all coming from the megaphone of the mainstream media trying to stir people up, trying to get people to you know, come over and start to create conflict, but Mm -hmm. none of the men, none of the men I know in any of my walks of life have any reports that women are like completely dog, you know, dogging us or disrespecting. It's just from the media trying to make it seem like it's, this is the new reality, but 
the women don't seem to be buying into it. I yeah. don't. They're that, like, oh, that's no. good. I do yeah. know the women who are bu- bu- yeah. buying into it and they have a tendency mm. to, uh, you know, follow the party line of mm. all levels of feminism, even though even though historically they have no idea. They have mm. no ideas about the first wave feminists, the second wave, mm. all of that. So I agree. It, it's been really just sort of hijacked and I think really pushed from the sort of cultural Marxist vein of things to just really push this divide and conquer and yeah. push the war of the sexes, push any kind of ism. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, once you do that, you know, people are easily corralled and easily triggered. You know, we have that sort of uh, collective framework of the uh, a collective pain body of the all the human atrocities in our collective history. And unfortunately, one of the one of the things the Marxists and propagandists have learned to do is to push all those emotional buttons because we all have it in our in our psychic DNA, all the atrocities that we have done upon each other and what the slave owners have done to the slaves, etc. Back and forth and back and forth. But unfortunately, none of that shit is specific. And unless you've done your own shadow work, you're not going to be able to tell the difference whether this is actual or whether you're being psychically manipulated by the propagandists. And that's what I'm saying. You know, these women, they just go absolutely apeshit. And, you know, any guy, any man that happens to be in the vicinity, it's like, look out. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of frightening. It's frightening. It's like death. It is. And, and, and they're, they're doing the very same thing on race. Like everything's racism now. And it's like, I know I lived in New York city for 10 years. I live in a big city. Now I know lots of people from all different walks of life. You, you name, you name what they, what their skin color is, where they're from, their sexual orientation, whatever. Like I know lots of them and none of them, nobody is seeing any racism. We all like, no, it's all live and live. I, I have no issues whatsoever. And people say, because I've been critical of grooming children to change genders at 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 a young age that i'm now i hate trans people i'm like i don't care if you want to do that as a consenting adult later and you want to change your gender that's on you Go for but, it. but but don't groom let the kids be kids like leave them the fuck alone yeah and that yeah. that alone is getting you're transphobic it's like i'm not i'm common yeah. sense and i believe children should there's enough confusion and they're really malleable and if you start telling bobby hey do you want to be mary next year maybe he's going to say yeah because he's you know six years old and they like to pretend and make believe and but they, yeah. they're, they're 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 getting so weird and deviant uh in their messaging and it's it's shocking to me that that what they're doing with kids it's so obvious but parents a lot of parents are like well you know i don't want to be you know true i don't want to be against trans it's like you're it's, not it's you don't ridiculous. What, are you, what are you talking about like they're yeah. they're doing the kids are we have a we have a, a island here called vashon island and it was clearly targeted for woke ideology probably 15 20 years ago 10 years ago but they have an issue there where uh, I want to say like the vast, it's more than 50% of kids are 
either transitioning or want to transition, I want to say it's like more than 50% are saying, I want to be the other gender. And it's created somebody that lives there said, you know what they're doing? It's like all the cool kids are trans, right? And so- So they're all doing it like it's like to live as a as a libertarian or just somebody that's conservative and said, well, my family's not doing that. You know, my son's my son. And I if he wants to be a a woman later on when he's a full grown adult and that's a journey he's going to take. okay, I don't agree with it, but that's fine. That's his journey. Yeah. Yeah. But they're but they're they're grooming it so much so that. They're getting all of these kids to change genders and wow. start to take hormone blockers. And I'm like, I'm not good luck with that, parents. Like, are, is anybody standing up on that island? I, I sure as hell would be, or I'd just get the fuck off the island. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's really, truly disturbing. It is. It's, like it's being marketed like cigarettes were being yep. marketed. Yeah. You know, it's just a thing and you're going to look great and it's cool and cool people do it. I mean, come on. Stop. I know. I know. I know. I, I just uh, makes my mind just go. It's, you know, and as a as a mom and a grandmother, I, I I'm just I'm just appalled and aghast by it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like step away from the vehicle, move along, move along, move along, because and that's one of the things about. Uh, you know, the sort of consensus reality or that mob rule of wokeism is mm-hmm. that it's easy to get kind of sucked into the the hole that they want to suck you in yeah. on so that they can hijack your creative energy, your emotional energy, your life force. And it just creates more of this divide. Um, so. Well, and, and what, what you're saying, too, reminds me that, you know, uh they have a megaphone, but they don't have the majority. They're, they're, they're acting, they're just bullying with, with a lot of noise. And a lot of what you and I are talking about is the noise. Like the signal for us is to stay true to our heart, stay true to humanity, pro-life, pro, you know, whatever helps humanity and let the noise, like, you know, you and I have both done a lot of inner work. So I'm starting to get pretty, like, I've got a good shield around me in terms of like bullshit, but also people that maybe want to, you know, say things about what I'm doing, whatever. It's like, I'm okay with that. Like my, my journey is to, to continue to speak from the heart to humanity, knowing that the, the true warriors that are that are in this fight to help elevate humanity are going to hear it and we're all doing our small part like i don't have a big podcast but it's long running and we do a lot of stuff that helps elevate humanity yeah. both both men yeah. and women and it's just like just to honor our courage as humanity and where we're going and that you know we they they want to have us just throw up our arms and say it's it's pointless we can't we can't win this this is you know yeah. we've got a yeah. we've got ai and google everybody's against us it's like no we have a lot of strong courageous people on our side plus i believe allies that are that are sort of we don't know there there's entities and there's beings and there's there's Agreed. higher beings that are pulling yes. for us and they know we're emerging and they're like, yes. we're, count- we're counting Completely. on you guys, you know? Completely. Yes, yes, yes. And this is where, um, I think, cause we mentioned this, uh, when I was guesting on your show, yeah. uh, having the conversations about natural law and the hermetic principles mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and going there, the first 
principle, the first hermetic principle of mentalism. The all is mind. The universe is mental. And to be able to up-level the way we think so that we are not in cap, it, it captivated by that outer screen of reality, which is part of the dive into the divide and going unconscious once again. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think that is so important. And I know uh, with, my, with my kids, we read the Hermetic Principles. We read the Hermeticum when they were like young prepubescent kids, 9, 10, 11. And it kind of blew their minds because what we started doing, what, what I decided to do was to kind of make it a game where if you can imagine in your mind's eye and rest in that imagination and how it feels to materialize what you see in your mind's eye, imagine what you can create. Mm. And they were playing with it. They played with it like it was a game. It was almost like the pre-video games where you're actually utilizing your third eye, Mm -hmm. the Ajna chakra. It is, you know, this is the, I think this is the key to unslave all of humanity. Mm-hmm. Because when we can start imagining a different reality than what, say, all the news media outlets, etc., and these applications that are so popular are trying to push onto us, we can do anything. And I think that's I think that's part of the fun. And I know for myself, when I start going down that that hellhole. And I start spiraling. I really do. It takes a concerted effort for me to wake myself up again, see myself, see my reality, and pull out of that matrix and get back into my awareness center and just up level the thought process and get yeah. back get back into my awakened state. That's great. I think, I think that's what I think that's when we start asking questions about, about, is this real? Is this really where I want to go? Is this my life? You start asking those questions. Well, and that, and what you're, what you're talking about too, that's the alchemy of like trans transforming the shadow into the gold. Right. So you're, you're sitting with, this is bullshit. This is the, you know, look at these idiots, blah, blah, blah. Then you start to recognize, wait a minute, wait a minute. What part of me is over there? The part that still is not quite awake to the unity. There I am scared with a mask on. There I am believing what I'm being told. Like I'm, I'm a sheep over there, but I've been a sheep in many lives. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's, it's like recognizing it and then going, okay, wait a minute. What am I rather than judgment and kind of disdain or just like even, you know, feeling sorry for people that are, that are, that look like they're just drowning in in confusion have like take the true high road like bring them up like what what can i send them that's going to give them more courage what can i send them that's going to help them break through i wonder if i could do it with thought and prayer and intention i wonder if i wonder if this woman right here if i can if i can make a difference without even opening my mouth right now let me try that let me try that as an experiment in mentalism and in the hermetic principles right, can i right. can i can i get through the barrier sneakily like yes. a like a like a you know like a like a little ninja you know like yeah, a little yeah. spiritual warrior like helping yeah. helping her you know yeah and so it it becomes very playful in a game in the midst of 
what looks like a clown world right now, right. you know, where I'm like, <laughs> you know, no, that that's very true. I remember uh, one, of, one of my sons, Joshua, he was always like very contemplative and, and he would, he would like make these lists and all these different categories of his perspective on his life, what he was experiencing. You know, I just remember him like being a 12 year old kid and going, so, you know, and I, he's not my blood, but he's my stepchild. And he would say, so Mars, that was what, what I was called. Uh, uh, everything outside of me is me pushed out. I remember him saying that and I was floored. I'm like, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And so his whole thing was, and he learned this early on, that everybody that he encounters, he's going to see them as their ideal human. Mm. And so he was always the kid that was having these like magical experiences. And then, you know, he's got a twin brother who had the opposite, was like always fighting and always, you know, mm. so it, it was a very interesting dichotomy between Joshua and, and, and Jacob to see, because mm. Jake, Jacob's like going, ah, fuck that. I'm not doing it. I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not doing it. But he got his ass kicked one day. And decided to join forces with his twin brother. Like, okay, there's there's something to this. You know, I see what I'm doing. Mm. You know, I'm seeing everybody's a fucking asshole. You know, and mm. and and I have to check myself because because I will like go there. And so it, when I notice the conflict, I always go back to you know little Joshua going. Everything outside me is me pushed out. And so I always look, okay, when I'm getting blasted, it's like, oh, because there's a part of me that's blasting yeah. these women who are like really, really, really terrified because they haven't done their shadow work. Yeah. Okay. So what can I do? You know, I can see humanity as their ideal selves. Mm. And so I endeavor to do that. It's it is a work in progress because some days I'm good and other days I really want a comet to come hit the planet. Totally. You totally. know, and that's fucked up. That's yeah. fucked up. But I have to admit it. So I own it. And you know, and I go through this whole thing of, you know, doing the Qigong clearings and all that kind of stuff, you know, just to woo, let's just cleanse that out of our system. Because there. it's like the matrix is banking on us. To get plugged in again yeah. and again and again to their agendas. Well, and it, it's like what you said there about owning the shadow, like it's in so much stuff. Like right now, I mean, one of the great things about this whole last couple of years, it, it has kicked up so many things in out of the shadows. And it, there's so many things that we've had to kind of readjust and own. And, um, you know, even... I, I tell I tell this story. I, I said, you know, I used to really get triggered by arrogant men. What I what I judged to be arrogant men until I realized that I could be arrogant. Like it was just my own arrogance. Like, how could I be arrogant? Shit, dude, I was an athlete. So athletes by nature sometimes carry a fair amount of arrogance. Like I'm a better player than you, or I'm graceful or, you know, or I'm, I know more about the truth than you do, or, you know, there's just a subtle way as right, much as I right. play, play for humanity, 
you know, there's a, there's a shadow in me where I'm like, I kind of think I know what's going, what the fuck's going on. And that can be comes that can come off as arrogant, but I'm not arrogant. I'm too humble for that. So I push <laughs> it all over there. And if anybody acts a little yeah, too yeah. uppity, I'm like, no, hey, I, I do it too. Me, she's arrogant. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that's my own shadow. Yeah. Again, me not wanting to claim that I can feel a little superior at times. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, oh yeah. I, so <laughs> I've got, I've got an exercise for you. And I, I have it on one of my videos where it's a journaling exercise where you make a list, an exhaustive list mm. of all your shit qualities. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on and on and on and on and on and on. And then you make a list of all your amazing qualities mm. and you could just make it all up. And but when you do it, you actually video yourself reciting what it is that you wrote. And it's very, very revealing and disturbing because you realize that everything outside of you that you can't stand is the shit within you pushed out. So once again, Joshua is correct. You know, it's like the the wisdom that comes out of 11-year-olds. You know, it's kind of fascinating. But I found that to be really, really helpful because one of my qualities is, you know, people... I. I'm very rarely called a bitch, but I'm called an asshole because I am an asshole. There is a part of me that is like really dismissive, dismissive. And it's just like, you know what? Get the fuck away from me. I'm not, I have no time for you. And those are the parts of me where a lot of my deepest wounding resides, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, And a lot of that reflects the sort of neglect that I experienced in utero and at birth and beyond. So it's funny, you know, you don't get away from it. The Mm -hmm. circle continues, that circle of life. And it's about really owning all of it, you know, because I think we as humans, we as humans, we're not inherently evil. We are programmable. And because we're programmable, we are deprogrammable and we can actually intend whatever it is that we want and actually materialize those qualities within our own being and evolve that's what it is it's we're uh, we we are eternal beings ever becoming ever being so beautiful you know that i like i like what you i like what you said about that humans aren't evil i think we we can be sleepy and lazy in our work but a lot of what we see, a lot of the structures, and I and I bring, I brought this up with many guests who said, "Well, humans are, uh, you know, we're we're a train wreck. That's why the world looks the way it looks." And I always take, um, I I'm like, wait a minute, I you know, who's been calling the shots and created these structures that we live in? For the most part, you could say they're sociopaths. Um, they don't really like human beings. Yeah, that's yeah, that's who's yeah. really created yeah. this. Now, humans, um. I don't know if we know exactly, we know some of our qualities, but in terms of building a world, I don't know if we know quite yet what we can build because we have, that's our, that's our error. I think is giving over who's going to call the shots to a sociopathic cabal yes. that doesn't, that doesn't like us. So yes. it's like 1000%. Yeah. So it's not, so I always, when people say something about my tribe, I'm always like, wait a minute, I'm not saying humans can't be violent or humans can't be careless or humans can't be careless with the planet but 
the things that we see, I don't know if it's the footprint of our leadership. So I think it remains to be seen. We need to get out from underneath what we're the structures that we have. And there's a bunch of things yes. going on in that yes. regards. However, yeah. I, I think what we, our tribe could create with a fresh palette would be yes. amazing, but yeah. we have to be given the chance and, and don't feel like we're a piece of, you know, humans yeah, are a piece it's of shit. It's like, no, we're not. of yes. our minds, yes. really. And yep. I know, and we're going to have more conversations uh, together about, you know, just our occulted history, for instance. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because so much of that is just so key in, I think, reactivating the fact that we are divine creative beings, all of us here to move formless into form. And for those humans that are stuck in the matrix and just, you know, droning on, following the script and not asking any questions. And this is as good as it gets. And I'm just going to live and then die. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think that once people start getting the spark, it, it's going to be game over for for the the pseudo slave masters, you know, because we're not meant to be enslaved. We really aren't. And the, the fact that they do what they do, the powers that want to be do what they do in front of us. Yeah. As if we don't notice. I mean, most people don't notice. I know exactly what they're doing. But why? And and I, I know from my perspective, and I'm sure it's the same with you, it's because we got to a point where we had suffered enough. And it was like, mm, you know, not so much. That's yep. that is not that, that I this is not my life, you know. This is gonna hit and to be able to sit down and actually ferret out the qualities that you want. So, you know, when I work with my survivors, a lot of them were just programmed generationally that they're going to be sex slaves and that's it. You know, I'm just going to assume the position. Da, 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 da. And then when I ask them the question of what it is that they want to create in their lives, they're just stumped because no one has ever posed that question to them. So mm-hmm. having, uh, you know, these ideas come about like, what would your environment look like? Uh, what would your bedroom look like? I mean, these simple questions it's like mind blowing because they have been, you know, kind of anesthetized to even go down any feeling pathway mm-hmm. that would include a personal self, their own mind, their own thoughts, their own bodies, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so I think yeah, I think this is the reason why podcasts such as yours particularly focused on the men. And I agree with you 1000%. Men are not appreciated. Um, the consensus that that I run into, you know, because I, I check off a lot of boxes, you know, with a lot of these podcasts for women. And, that, you know, they... I, I look a certain way. So they think I'm going to like kowtow to a certain uh, narrative. And when I open my mouth and they realize, oh, dear God, what have we got here? <laughs> These women and and it's part of their programming. When I talk about appreciating men and really standing up for men and the qualities when they show up and they are create create courageous and they are creating a life 
And they are day in and day out showing up for the families, showing up for their jobs, doing whatever it takes four, five jobs at a time, whatever. And I get bombarded by these haters that are saying, well, that's what men should fucking do. They're just doing their fucking jobs. Why should we thank them for that? That's what they're supposed to do. And that entitlement, it it just makes me, uh, uh, I'm just, so I, I know what I do. This is what I do. The secret is out. I actually will grid us energetically during this spewing. And I'll do a little bit of energy work about, and nine times out of 10, what will happen? They're spewing and mid spew. They don't even know what the fuck they're saying anymore. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, and that is that automated, let's get on that bandwagon. It's like that group mind feel do speak. Yeah. Spew. Uh, that echo chamber of wokeism where, you know, I didn't do it, but they just burned the whole village down and killed everybody, but nobody did it. Right. You know, and that's what we need to, you know, we need to blast that. Blast yeah. it with love, as it were. Blast yeah. it with light. Yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up? What's what are you working on these days? What are your well, you know, I am I've been really big on Bitcoin because I think Bitcoin's a big, I think it's going to be the structure that gives us sound money and we could have a deeper conversation another time. But I I just feel like that is a key component to building freedom and sovereignty. And it's a, it's for the people. It's really a gift to humanity. So I'm doing a lot of, I'm having a lot of conversations. I'm doing episodes. Um, I'm being, I kind of gave it over to God in terms of, how do you want me to serve besides the podcast? Because the podcast is a is a staple. Um, I love it. I put my heart and soul into it. Um, and um, but I have a feeling there'll be more men's groups in the in the near future. I'm starting to get men reaching out saying, Hey, I'm getting curious. Can you know I want to have a conversation? Are you doing any groups? And then for me, I, I think I want to support men one-on-one, but not have it be so structured. I used to do really structured coaching and they had to mm-hmm. commit. I think just offering uh, my my ear and my heart and kind of being a consigliere to men in a really kind of low fee, you know, a, a 15 minute call once a week to support you on your and not have it be so, you know, I used to do like these big coaching things and I don't really want to try to build something like that, but I do want to be um a resource for men, especially if they like what they hear and they're like, Hey, I like this guy. He's done a lot of work and I want a little bit of what he's got going on. Um, and I've got this going on. I'm not talking to anybody. Um, I don't know, you know, I mean, yeah, you can get a therapist, but I think my, my background of, you know, 20 plus years in the men's work gives me some street street cred in terms of saying, Hey, how do you want to do this? What would support you? Do you want to do a, you know, a half hour once a week? Do you want to do what, what is going to be optimal for you? And just hear what the man's uh, challenges, his, his shadow stuff, his frustrations. And I have a ton of different processes to kind of help pull some things out, but a lot of it's just like you, it just comes in the moment. It's natural because we we've got chops at this point in terms of how we play. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Love it. Any parting words? No, just thank you so much for being my partner. I I, I really felt like you and I befriended each other on the first 
conversation we have. I just feel really feel like we're you're a kindred spirit. I just really love meeting people that are fiery and are playing for humanity and are just bringing the truth and not apologizing for who they are, for, you know, who we are as, as, as a tribe. And so just thank you for all that you're doing. And uh, anybody want, you know, go subscribe to Basecamp for Men. That's all over the place on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can go to basecampformen.com. Really good, and, kids. Yep. Really, really, really fantastic. Fantastic. I've been, uh, I've been kind of binge listening mm-hmm. here and there. And it and it's it it's really good, really powerful. And I love the I love the camaraderie. I love the synergy mm-hmm. of what happens, you know. Men have a lot to say, kids. You know, it's like, let's just stop the divide already. Let's just chill. Chill oh. the divide and just be uh, you know, receive. I love think it. that's that's an amazing thing, is to be in that feminine receptivity. Because the masculine is actually the giver, kids. You know, don't forget that. And we all have it. We, men and women, and yeah, that's right. There's only two genders, kids. I'm going to keep saying it. Oops. (laughs) All right. Well, we will have all of Tony Rizak's information in the show notes below. And uh, do invite him to uh into your world into your universes kids you have a lot to learn and uh so that's it for today's episode thank you all so much for being here thank you tony and uh we're gonna have more conversations and it's gonna be fun so until next time my loves here's to love truth and beauty ciao for now Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mario West. I wish you Godspeed in the next chapters of your hero's journey. Thank you, Base Campers, and we'll see you around the fire next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.